You're listening to the Moms Working Overtime podcast, the community of women you've been searching to find for so long. We bring together our mamas in waiting, brand new moms, stay-at-home moms, working moms, and the moms who maybe just have a little bit more experience than the rest of us. We're all here for community, support, and finding ways to show up better for our families each and every day. I'm so grateful that you're here, and I hope you love what you find on today's episode. Welcome back to the Moms Working Overtime podcast. Welcome back for your pep talk, Mama. That is what our Mondays are for because sometimes there are little messages, there are things that as moms, we just need to be reminded of. And that is why you're here for your pep talks each week. It is December. How insane is that? I am feeling a slight wave of panic the last month because December means that our second baby is going to be here in about four weeks, which is insane. And just so you all know, I am pre-recording episodes like crazy. I am living in front of this podcast mic right now so that I can ensure that the MWO podcast continues while I'm in the trenches of that early sleep deprivation and just newborn brain mush that it is. So those first few weeks after baby gets here, I'm already getting some amazing episodes ready for us to start 2024 off strong. But there have been some moments of panic. I called my husband, I think it was Thursday or Friday last week, and I said, if she comes early, I don't have confidence that any of my children will come early. No baby in my family has ever come early. But if she comes early, we are screwed. I'm like, the car seat is under a pile of things in the basement. I haven't even gotten out any of my like breast pumps or supplies or baby bottles and haven't put a single piece of clothing in her dresser. If she comes early, we are so screwed. (laughs) So we spent the weekend just getting the basics ready in case, God forbid, this little one comes early, which... I need her to just stay put and just continue baking because mama has a lot to do. But just the fact that it's December is crazy. And I know it's not just because my baby's almost here. I know that you feel this too, mama. It's just a wild month. And I think that it feels completely insane in all facets of motherhood. The moms I work with one-on-one are feeling the pressure from all sides It's still continuing to show up at work. It's still continuing to chase your kids around and take them to every event and party and sporting thing on top of the fact that you typically have more Christmas parties and you're trying to plan ahead for everything. I totally get it. This month is crazy for everyone. And so today, the pep talk is going to be focused on holiday mindset And really, as moms, just putting ourselves in the mindset that we need to be in to actually enjoy the holiday. 
I know that we've talked about this, especially around Thanksgiving time. We already talked about setting boundaries and putting things in place to actually help us enjoy the holiday. Christmas is no different. Christmas is even crazier. There's even more on our plate. And so I think it's important to do an episode like this to reassure you again that it doesn't have to be all the things to be enough for you and your family. And I think that we feel this pressure that in order to create a good Christmas for our family, we have to do these certain things that good moms do around Christmas time. I know that you're feeling these things. We all feel these things on our to-do list right now. It's making sure you're giving the perfect presents to everyone and the house is decorated to a T and Everyone has to bake like 17 different types of cookies and decorate them. You have to have this perfect holiday card photo and mail the holiday cards. I'm telling you, the reason my family doesn't send out a holiday card isn't about capturing the photo. It's just the thought of gathering all the addresses, digging them up from what our wedding invitation list and sending them out. It is so stressful. I mean, buying matching family pajamas, wrapping gifts, they have to have this perfect bow and these cute tags, making sure that you're set to travel around and visit every single relative in your family tree. All these things in our minds that we feel pressured to do that are on this endless to-do list because they're quote unquote, what good moms do at Christmas. It's so funny to me because I think about that song, it's the most wonderful time of the year. And I'm like, I think it's the most wonderful time of the year. Do you guys like that singing, by the way? (laughs) It's the most wonderful time of the year for everyone except the ones who are making the magic happen. It's like going to see a play. You walk in the theater, you sit down, maybe you're one of the actors or actresses, and it's so exciting. You have all this adrenaline and everyone is having a great time except the director. (laughs) You look at the director and they're so frazzled. They haven't bathed in a few days, just the stress leading up to opening night. They look frazzled. There's bags under their eyes. They are absolutely stressed out to the point of a breakdown. Everyone else is having a great time, but the director who's making this all happen, who's bringing this all together, he or she is just dying inside. That's motherhood during Christmas, in my opinion. And I'm going to be honest. I'm going to also make a good point here in defense of my husband and the husbands out there that have good intentions here. But we do a thousand times more than the dads when it comes to Christmas. (laughs) We typically take the reins. And I think that's what makes it so stressful as moms. Now, my husband made a good point here. Actually, he made this point in relation to a vacation, which vacations can be the same way. I was trying to pack myself, make sure his laundry was done so he could pack himself and pack our son and everything we needed for the pack and play and beach toys and everything. And I was really stressed out. And I was like, well, all of this is on me. All of this extra packing and everything for him and thinking of all the things is on me. And he ever so gently, because my husband's amazing, (laughs) called me out and he said, I am willing to help with these things. And I would love to take some of it off your plate, but I feel like you prefer to be in control. (laughs) I can own it. Okay, mama, are you as humble as me that you can own this? Yes, there are things that we know dad would love to help with. Other family members would love to help with. But correct me if I'm wrong, sometimes it feels like more work to just explain and delegate and try to allow someone else to step in and help than to just 
put my head down and conquer the tasks in front of me. I hope you understand what I'm talking about when it comes to keeping that gift list straight or decorating the house or coordinating all the different travel. It's just, it's stressful, but sometimes it just feels easier just happening inside my own head instead of trying to explain and share that responsibility. So I do feel like a lot of it is on us as moms and that's why we let ourselves get so stressed out. But I gotta acknowledge the dads out there that have good intentions and want to help us. It's just a crazy time of year. The hardest part, I think, about the holidays and where we get caught up as moms is I know you don't get to drop anything else to make this happen on top of your day-to-day life. Doing Christmas as a mom is like picking up a third shift. The expectation feels so high and so much pressure to add all of this to our plate. But where I want to reassure you here is just like anything else in motherhood. That expectation, that definition of that quote-unquote being a good mom at Christmas or providing a good Christmas for your kids, that expectation comes from nowhere. Who created that expectation? Typically, we create it inside of our own heads because of things that we've seen and ways that we're comparing ourselves to other people. There is no definition out there that explains how to be a good mom at Christmas. No one writes rules for this. This stress that you're putting on yourself, these expectations you're putting on yourself, they don't even exist. And I'm not trying to tell you you're crazy, but sometimes we have to accept that we are making ourselves crazy. We are creating these expectations in our head that we believe we're supposed to meet, and it's kind of bogus. This is where, just like in so many other areas of motherhood, it's important to say no sometimes. As you're heading into the holiday season, you still have a few weeks before Christmas. Mama, please say no to some of these things that are stressing you out. And I can tell you, if you're not saying no, you're saying no to yourself. Because every time that we say no to someone else's request, we get to say yes to ourselves. And every time we say yes to someone else, we say no to ourselves. There's always a give and take in every single scenario. So I encourage you, set boundaries, even if in the moment this disappoints someone else. I was reading this research study. I read a lot of stuff about motherhood and just trying to bring content to you all to understand things that you're struggling with, to help my one-on-one clients with stuff. I'm just constantly reading and I'm a nerd and you all know this, so it's always research. But there are research studies that show in relationships, and I'm not just talking romantic relationships, in any relationships that we have, causing disappointment is one of the most difficult emotions for us to navigate in someone else. So it is most difficult for us to navigate causing the emotion of disappointment in someone else, which is, it makes complete sense to me because it's why we avoid it at all costs. Think about how many situations you've wanted to say something or you've wanted to set a boundary and you didn't. Why didn't you do that? You didn't want to disappoint them because from their perspective, they may have felt disappointed based on their own expectations. We don't want to cause that disappointment. So instead we just say no to ourselves. I know that you do this. I know that I do this. But communication is key here. Like I said, you have a few weeks until Christmas. Set the boundaries, but then set the boundaries with a good level of communication, helping someone understand why that boundary exists. And bonus point, maybe provide some alternative options. 
maybe there's a better way that you can do it or a way that helps support your family better that you can propose. We even did this in our own family this year. We always spend Christmas morning with Dylan's parents and his brother. And something that's super important to me is letting Carter wake up and our future daughter and any future children we have, letting them wake up on Christmas morning, open their toys and not have to rush to any family gathering to just be able to sit and play and stay in their pajamas and eat breakfast and hang out at least for half the day. It's super, super important to me. And so we communicated that, hey, it would just be really special, especially since we have the only grandchildren in the family, to be able to let them be home all of Christmas morning. Do you think that we could just do it at our house so that the kids can stay in their jammies And we can still get together on Christmas morning. Okay, perfect. Was that something that I was nervous to uproot a family tradition? Of course. But that boundary is so important for our family. And as our kids get older, I hope that they love their slow Christmas mornings as much as I loved my slow Christmas mornings growing up. And there is an opportunity through communication, through providing alternative options to make those things happen for your family too at least worth a shot. There are certain things that we stress out about that are not going to derail the entire holiday. Things like declining to participate in these multiple like extended family gift exchanges. I know that personally at 30 years old, I don't need to do a little like past the gift exchange, whether it's past the trash or secret Santa, like I, it's, I don't need that. I am perfectly fine with your company coming over, hanging out, eating good food, watching the kids unwrap gifts. (laughs) Saying no to that is not going to derail the holiday. Not doing elf on the shelf is also not going to derail the holiday. I need you to know that. I actually read something because I was thinking about this. I have a lot of mamas who are like, I hate elf on the shelf. I hate elf on the shelf. But if I don't do it, I'm afraid that my kid will feel left out or what they'll think or if it, you know, will make them not believe. I heard this idea I want to share with you. (laughs) You can get out of Elf on the Shelf by saying that, you know, a parent gets to request an elf from Santa to help Santa keep watch. I feel really confident that you're already on the nice list and you're going to stay on the nice list because of how well behaved that you are. So I told Santa that we probably didn't need an elf at our house to keep special watch on you. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's so smart. So there's an idea for you. If you need to get out of elf on the shelf, maybe I already missed the mark on helping you this year, but (laughs) you can keep it in mind for next year. It's not going to derail the entire holiday. Making the Christmas meal simple not going to derail the entire holiday, not having the cleanest or most well-decorated house, not putting up lights outside your house, giving your kids really simple gifts. None of this derails the holiday. I've actually heard more moms, we were chatting in the Moms Working Overtime Facebook community about Christmas gifts, and I've heard more moms doing either experience-type gifts, whether that's a night at the movies or going to like a a show. Um, A lot of them were doing like those little monster truck rallies or little things like that for their kids. More experience gifts, or on the other end of it, they were doing the four gifts from Santa, something you want, something you need, something to wear, and something to read. You can simplify your gift-giving experience with your kids and it won't derail the holiday. They are not going to remember what you gave them when it really comes down to it. They're going to remember the traditions, 
the memories, the laughter, and being together. And they will especially cherish if you slow the heck down with them. So what I want to give you today, my gift as you walk away from this pep talk, my reassurance, breath of fresh air maybe, when it comes to the holiday mindset, is four things that I recommend you take ownership for to help you survive the holiday with less stress. Item number one here, give yourself permission to be imperfect. Don't stress about house decorations. Don't stress about the perfect gift or the perfect gift wrapping. Don't stress about operating on a budget. Your kids are not going to remember those things. These things that we stress about being imperfect. You know, my sister was laughing that her daughter helped her wrap gifts and and write on the gift tags because she's, you know, reading and writing now. And she's like, I had to let go of the fact that they don't look perfect. These are the things we have to do as moms. Give ourselves permission for things to be a little bit imperfect. And they're actually probably perfect that way, just so you know. Second, to survive the holiday with less stress, set those boundaries in advance. Don't let anyone feel caught off guard or disappointed because it was a conversation that already happened. Let them know now when and where they can expect to see your family how many different holiday gatherings that you're going to commit to. Decide that now. Decide what gift exchanges you are or are not participating in. Decide what help you need from others to help you execute on the holiday. Sit down and think about those things now so that no one feels caught off guard. Those feelings of disappointment don't have to happen on December 23rd. It was already decided and communicated and explained in the way that supports you and your family best. The third thing Shut out the noise. This applies to every facet of motherhood, but shut out the noise and stop the comparison. Your Christmas does not have to look like their Christmas. Whoever it is that comes to mind when I say that, mama, your Christmas does not have to look like their Christmas. It can still be perfect for you and your family. If you're letting comparison steal your joy this holiday, then you are zapping your own holiday enjoyment. It is all on you, mama. That's a huge ownership piece. This is a humility piece to look yourself in the face and be like, you know what? I think I'm doing this to myself. And like I said before, this can be social media. This could be a family member or a friend. This could be just these expectations that we create in our head, but shut out the noise and stop comparing your experience to someone else's. The fourth thing to help you survive the holiday with less stress, stop and ask yourself, what holiday traditions could I implement? Not to add stress, just hold out for me here. What holiday traditions could I implement that force my family and myself to slow down, not to speed up? This is what I mean when I say this. A holiday tradition where your entire family lays on the living room floor and makes pallets or pillow forts and watches Christmas movies. Maybe it's a holiday tradition where everyone's in their pajamas, it's right before bedtime, and you drive around and look at Christmas lights. And I don't mean matching pajamas. I don't mean taking photos or capturing this perfect memory for social media. Like put your phone away, 
Put your kids in their comfy jammies and blankets in the car and just go look at Christmas lights. doesn't have to be anything fancy. Another idea, just like I am creating with my own family, figure out a way to have a quiet Christmas morning at home. How about that tradition? Let's start implementing some traditions that slow us down. And because we know that you need a Christmas morning breakfast, mama, please make like a breakfast casserole in advance so that you don't feel like you have to do all this work in the kitchen while your entire family relaxes. Think ahead and do that for yourself, please. Find holiday traditions that force you to slow down and pick those. Put those into place. That is going to help you feel less stressed about the holiday. It's going to help you find those moments of joy. I promise you the slow moments are where you're going to look back and have the best memories. It's going to be a crazy few weeks. Tune out the noise, shut out the comparison, release those expectations, and just focus on you and your family. I remind you all the time that your only responsibility is on what is within the four walls of your own home. You're doing an amazing job. I will remind you every single time that you come hang out on the MWO podcast, but mama, you are doing an amazing job. You don't have to go above and beyond to provide this amazing Christmas experience that you think you have to provide for your kids. They already have you. Just make some memories, slow down and enjoy them. You're doing an amazing job and we'll talk soon. If you loved this episode of Moms Working Overtime, do me a favor, share it on social media or send it to another mom to remind her that you love her and that she's doing such an amazing job. There's nothing more incredible that we can do in this community than remind other mamas of their strength. I'm so glad you were here today and just know that I appreciate you an overtime amount.